Welcome episode 86 of the Breakdown Walls Podcast. Be careful, we might have the 86 here. <laughs> well, that has no context for the listeners. <laughs> so, I guess we should provide some context. Because my '86 joke was terrible anyway, so let's let's do this instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was asking Sherlock who was ready to do the show. Well, I said I was ready to do the show because I had think before the show, and he, his response is "woot." And I said, "Does that woot imply that you're ready for the show?" He's like, "Of course it does." I was like, "I don't want to make that assumption. What if? Just what if you're like bungee jumping or something? <laughs> what if I call you and?" on anchor in mid bungee jump or mid skydive or mid jet ski you know you never know (laughs) (laughs) actually that that wasn't what that was referring to but that did work in context oh god how did you do that then (laughs) (laughs) how did you do that then the the oh my god was uh just in relation to all of the craziness that has gone down this week there is craziness. Yes, there is craziness. And especially yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be fun to talk about. Yes, it is. Yep. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, so... so Stop it, you're ruined your age. So... <laughs> so, okay. So, let, let's, let's put this all together. So, first of all, you ruined the 86 joke. <laughs> then, the joke that I think you're contributing to, you haven't even read yet. <laughs> I read it, but but I oh, had you did that, read it. Okay, I, I did read it, but I had that clip queued up <laughs> oh, okay. like an hour ago. But it, it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works for that too. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this is way off the rails. Welcome to episode eighty-six <laughs> of the Brick Temples podcast, where this will not be the last time this show goes off the rails. Nope. Um, but it's going to be a good show. There's a lot to talk about uh, on both sides of the. Uh, the spectrum uh, today. Yeah, it's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be a big one. It not not as like not as many raw topics as the last one, but I think it's just gonna be a big one just because there's a lot to discuss for with each thing. So. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> now that all jokes are ruined <laughs> and uh, we've introed the show, let's get into some gaming news. Welcome to Gaming News. <laughs> we are. So I just. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, we just do stuff. All right. I. I. I don't. I can't even. I don't. I don't know. We just. We just do stuff. Stuff just happens. I don't know. <laughs> Just blame fate or something. <laughs> um, okay. The uh, faded list of minor profits. Oh, yes, yes, exactly, exactly. We're, that's all we're doing. We're just uh, we have to we have to fulfill a certain quota of weirdness to fulfill a, a, a faded prophecy. Yep. It's uh, it's, you know, it's it's a thing you'll never understand. Uh, <laughs> okay, gaming news, folks. I got fifty darkness for that one. Oh, that's oh wow, wow! I only got like twenty five. 
<laughs> I got to try harder. Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Gaming news. What the heck, man? <laughs> Gaming. I, what's wrong with this? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's all the excitement. I don't know. Gaming news. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin. Uh, Deathloop, uh, as, as everyone knows, is awesome. Uh, we've we've said it enough times in the show that you know it's pretty much like confirmed awesome. Yep. Because clearly, when we say something is awesome, it, it's got to be awesome, right? Now. Um, Deathloop gonna be cool. Gonna be really cool. Um, and just this past week, some press got invited to preview uh, Deathloop for the first time, uh, first uh, live preview of the game. It was a hands-off demo, but they learned a lot about the game uh, when they got the previews uh, going. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very interesting what they learned mm. because it actually defies one of the beliefs about Deathloop that I had. Huh. And in fact, it's, it's a commonly held belief because one of the previews that I read, specifically the IGN preview, uh, literally uses the term, uh, a particular term that I'm about to use and clarify uh, because it's what I thought and then tells you why that's not, that's not true. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, despite everything we've said about it, Deathloop is not a roguelike. Huh. Doesn't it sound like a roguelike? It, it, it seems like it would be a perfect kind of concept for a roguelike. But it's not. Here's huh. what Deathloop actually is. They, they now have much more insight into how Deathloop works. And essentially, what Deathloop is, is Hitman. With time travel. Ooh. Now, okay. it, gets, it gets crazier, though. It's, it's not just Hitman with time travel. It's Hitman with time travel and some other twists as well. <laughs> okay. So, um, the time loop is still important, but it doesn't work like it does in roguelikes. Um, basically, the way the game works, the, the, the way that the game loop works, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. is... <laughs> is you get to choose which map you're going to uh, and every every map is a district of the city that you're in. So you choose the map you want to go to and then you actually choose what time of day you want to go there. Now, so, so, awesome. in, so in this game, time of day is not something that is happening, like there's, there's no actual active real-time time that is flowing. So when you go to these districts, you, you have as much time as you need to do whatever you want. But it, it's like what they compared it to is choosing time of day in like a racing game. Huh. Where it's just an option you select. Okay. But, that, but that option, based on what time of day it was, gives you a completely different version of the map you know, based on time of day because different things are happening during certain times. Like one, one, one example is uh, there's one place that's very quiet in the morning but if you go there at at nighttime, uh, there's a there's a party in full swing that is on that part of the map. Hmm. So different things are happening. You can find different things, different opportunities. Uh, you know, as you go to uh, the different the different things. So you pick a map and then you pick the time of day you want to go there. And what you're trying to do, which we we have already established, is you're trying to kill all eight of the they're called visionaries. All your targets are called the visionaries, and you're trying to kill them all within a single loop. Every time you die, everything resets. Um, mm. All the, like, if you killed anyone so far, all that stuff resets, you know, because it's a time loop. So that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yep. 
Um, so when you go to these places um, to try to, you know, to, to work out your mission, what you're actually trying to do, this is, this is where it differs from Hitman. So in Hitman, you go to the map uh, and you have to take down your target on that map. Like that's, you're there for, you can't leave the map until you've taken out your target, right? That's what you're there for. Yeah. This, there's only four maps each with uh, four different t- times a day. So 16 total variations of maps. Um, but there's only, there's only four maps, but you have eight targets. So how are you huh. going to take, take all eight of your targets out in one day? Because you have to go to each of these maps during a certain time of day. You know? Yeah. Because that's how the game works. So, um, so I, like, I'm, I imagine, if, I, if I'm understanding this correctly, if you say, I go to this district in the morning then the morning option won't be available for any of the other districts during that loop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you will have affected events. So, so basically, so here's how it differs from Hitman. When you go to these places, when you go to these maps, you're not necessarily trying to kill your target when you're on that map. You have to figure out, as the player, how to get all your targets into the right places so you can kill them all in one day. Because... Huh. Even if you don't die, the loop resets after one day. You have it's a one day time loop. Yeah. So, how do you get eight people either in the same place or close enough together that you can take them all out in a single day? Mm-hmm. So, you might uh, go to one place just to uh, interfere with some kind of event that'll affect another district entirely. Like maybe you know, referring to the, the example they use again is that party I mentioned where maybe sometime in the morning you can go somewhere and mess with events in such a way that one of your targets that wasn't going to goes to that party in the evening. So then you attend that and you have more targets there. Oh, okay. So you're just trying to gather multiple people in the same place. To Okay, that's actually really clever. Yeah, and on top of all that, uh, mm-hmm. they, said, they said there is deus ex levels of immersion here. Um, you can go through people's computers and read emails to learn more about your targets and learn their habits and learn things like that. You can overhear conversations to learn like super secret routes into areas you didn't think existed, you know, stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and all of it is meant to help you. It's the, the fun thing oh, about this strategy. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's strategy, but the fun thing about it is this isn't a case where your progress is going to be made because you leveled up a bunch. Well, okay, there is a little bit of that too. I'll get to that in a second though. Um, there is a little bit of that. But primarily, the progress is going to be made by the actual human player, yeah. not the character. Yeah. Because the more the human player learns about how they can do this, the better, the, the, but the closer they'll get to completing the mission. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Um, it but, seems like it's very skill-based then. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's very different than what I thought, but it sounds yeah. it still sounds amazing. It sounds cool. Like, definitely. I can't imagine the twists and turns you have to take through all these uh, events. And and you you have to think that the developers, you know, they're not gonna they're not just gonna make one path. Um, like one there probably is an optimal path, but if you're gonna make a game like this, you have to throw in some potential red herrings in there, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe there's a route you can take that won't ultimately work, but to get get you really close. So because they they said you will be trying many, many, many loops to learn everything you need to learn and to yeah. figure all this stuff out. Mm. <laughs> That's so, cool. Yeah, it seems really neat. Wow. 
But just in case, for some reason, if that just if that just wasn't enough to sell people on the show, <laughs> they have also confirmed in their in the previews that elements of Dishonored are returning in Deathloop. Uh, some of the superpowers, yes, the superpowers that you get in Dishonored are coming back in Deathloop under different names, but some of them are, are returning. Um, so there was a, a power in Dishonored, uh, both Dishonored. If, I, I, by the way, I'm mentioning Dishonored because it's being developed by Arcade Studios who made Dishonored 1 and 2. Um, one of the powers that's returning is a short-range teleport. Uh, in Dishonored, it's called Blink. In Deathloop, it's called Shift. But you can indeed teleport short ranges after you earn that ability. So there is there is a certain element of leveling up the character as well. Um, mm-hmm. You could probably upgrade guns and stuff too, to a certain extent. Um, they did say that uh, when you're approaching your final loops, you should feel like a superpowered John Wick. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. <laughs> but still but but I, I love how like so so that's great and all but it's still it's still dependent on you figuring stuff out too yeah like you still have to do the grunt work that not, not the grunt work i guess but the, like the detective work and learn about your targets learn everything about them learn locations learn what will move them around so you can get them in these spots it's it's pretty cool yeah i think that's um, really and then uh up. And th- there's there's actually one more thing, <laughs> one more thing, <laughs> um, and I I don't remember if we knew this before, but it struck me as something that maybe I just didn't realize before, um, but uh, so one of the things that's been uh, shown in the trailers is the antagonist, uh, Juliana, you know the 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 person that's always taunting you in the trailers, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's been shown a lot in the trailers. What I didn't realize is Juliana is controlled by other players. What? Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? Interesting. So I guess there will be a game mode where you can say, no, I don't want to be what's-his-face today. I actually <laughs> I want to be Juliana and try that's... to stop him. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Juliana's a player-controlled character. So... It's done online. Single... It's... Huh? It's done. It's done. It, yeah, it's 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 a single player game mostly, but, but online. But via online connection, someone somewhere will be controlling your version of Juliana. Interesting. <laughs> huh. Yep. Okay, that is really cool. It's cool on both levels. Just first yeah. of all, first of all, as the main character, knowing that that the uh, the the ultimate antagonist is being controlled by another player, and then on the other side where. That obviously that's got to be an option for you. Like, like, yeah, you could just say one day, no, I want to be the bad guy today. I want to work for the uh, the uh, visionaries. Yeah, because I'm guessing you can do that independently of your own. Save. I, would, I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so because that'd be the best way to approach that. I think. Mm-hmm. Just be like, I want to stop him today. I want to see if I can oh, stop this player. That's cool. I yeah. wonder. I wonder how that's going to work. That sounds really interesting. Well, with the the levels of like for what what I what comes to mind is like the way Demon Souls does multiplayer, mm. where um, at certain points in the game, uh, there certain points in the game are invasion points, uh, mm-hmm. and a player that is that wants to do an invasion can come into your game, no warning, no nothing, just as long as you're in one of those spots where that that's an option for them, they can pop into your game as an invader and attack you. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm thinking it works like that. Like certain moments in the game, you're just kind of online if you're connected to the internet. Like I'm sure, I'm sure. Like if you're offline, I'm sure there's a Juliana AI too. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. But uh, but if you're online, it'll just you know go boop and then. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. Dude. Death loop, man. I, I, it's it sounds game so gets neat. cooler and cooler. Like. Yeah. It, it, <clears> even the more you hear even, about it. It even changed completely what we thought it was, and it still yeah. got cooler. Like, <laughs> yeah, like oh, this is like this is gonna be a cool rogue. Like, oh, nope, it's not a roguelike at all. Oh, what the it's heck, it, man? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'm a big fan. Yeah, that sounds cool. All right, so that's Deathloop. Next up in gaming news, um, a surprise, kind of a surprise. I mean, it's been long awaited, but still kind of a surprise. A uh, performance patch for The Last of Us Two. Uh, yep, this happened this past week on Wednesday. Um, they released a patch for PS5 performance for The Last of Us 2. Now, let us be clear. The reason I'm bringing this up in gaming news here is because we have a lot of Last of Us 2 fans probably on this on this podcast, listening to this podcast. I want to be clear here. This patch is not like a PS5, like, remaster patch. You know, like, it's not... It doesn't have yeah. DualSense support. <clears throat> it doesn't, like... It doesn't. Yeah, make although you... I, that stuff is coming, I'm pretty sure. It it, it would make sense. I, I I would hope they're working on something like that. Um, it doesn't. Uh, um, like it doesn't make you re- reinstall it onto the internal hard drive. Like if you have it on an external, uh, nothing like that. Um, it is just a. It is a patch for the PS4 version of the game, that just unlocks the frame rate. And that Ooh. is all it does. <laughs> <laughs> that is all it does, guys. I'm sorry. It's all it does. Um, now, I'm one of those people that appreciates the little things. Um, and I, I had to check. <clears throat> I, I know this might sound silly because, of course, you know, because it's Naughty Dog, but I had to check. Yeah. So, so when you download the patch, uh, it adds a new option to the menu because what they wanted to do is give players the option, if they wanted it, if they, for some reason, preferred the old way, uh, you can go back to the 30 frames per second uh, option if you want to, uh, even on PS5. So that's now an option in the menu. And of course, me being me, I had to check to see if that option was still narrated. Yep. <laughs> and of course it is. <laughs> of course yeah, it is. Okay, good, good, good. I mean, you know, of course it is. It's Naughty Dog. Of course it is. Of course they wouldn't like leave that out. But, you know, I just had to check yeah. because, like, because I'm coming from a place where I know that to add narration to even a single menu option in the last was two and, and i can i can talk about this because again this is public um remember Sterlock, that they didn't actually use a tts engine they recorded files yeah. for that so yeah it's adding narration isn't just yeah so adding narration isn't just adding the option and leaving it at that uh and just hoping the tts engine takes care of it no 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 they had to record a new file 14 times because all the different supported languages and then add those files into that menu option. So you know it's a bigger deal than you might think. And so I, I wanted to check. And yes, indeed, of course, of course, it's there. And it yeah. doesn't sound any different. It's perfectly normalized, and, and it's fine. <laughs> yep. So now you can choose a frame target, sixty frames or thirty frames. And uh, from what I've heard, uh, people reviewing the patch, uh, the game post patch, um, it's great. It it pretty much like it pretty much stays locked at sixty frames per second the whole time. Nice. Uh, Digital Foundry found like one scene where it dips, and they're like, "I don't even know why it dips here because 
it, I've, I'm, I've actually looked at some more like filled, like technically should, should be technically more uh, uh, power drawing scenes than this. And then it, but for some reason, this is the one where it has a sustained dip here, but <laughs> apparently it's, it's not bad. It doesn't dip much. It's not bad. It's not very long. It's just every time in that, in some, some certain area, they didn't, they didn't actually say uh, verbally what the area was, but in some certain area, it uh, there's there's a slight dip, but mostly locked sixty frames per second the whole time during combat and everything. It's just it doesn't it doesn't lose that. So nice. that's good. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty <clears> awesome. <throat> um, but that's that's all it does. So just just to be clear for all you Lasso's fans out there, especially the blind ones, um, this doesn't yep. really affect you. <laughs> like it just <Yeah>. doesn't. <laughs> yep. So there you go. Lasso's two performance patch. It's it's still cool that it came out. I'm I'm happy that it came out. Um, that's PS5 funny. owners were looking for it, so. And it's funny that it came out the day before. I know. <laughs> I did. I, Thursday. I did get an opportunity to make that joke too. Uh, Thursday morning, I made that joke because uh, yeah. someone pointed that out on Twitter too, and I was like, "Yeah, I know. Isn't that kind of them to release it right before my big screen? That's very yeah. nice." <laughs> <laughs> they did it just for me. Yay! Um, all right, but uh, moving on. Uh, here's a big one. This is a really big one, Sterlocatron. Summer Game Fest back. Yeah. Hosted by the one, the only Jeff Keeley, who is now my close personal friend. I mean, not close, not close personal friend, but I mean, I get to talk to him now because I'm in the future class. So, yep. <laughs> um, Yay. So, Jeff, but Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Keeley, Summer Game Fest, he's doing it again. And it starts on June 10th, which is a Thursday. <laughs> so, of course it I'll is. T- <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. So, so, I'll tell you right now, Sterlock, uh, we're going to have to do the podcast in the evening on that day. Yep. Because on June 10th, he's starting off with a kickoff show. Uh, just like he did last year. Uh, there's going to be a kickoff show. It's going to be probably a couple hours long. And the list of partners that are involved in this kickoff show is huge. Uh, he released the list, and man, I... I um, I watched it in a video. I didn't find it written down. I'm sure it is written down somewhere, but I watched it in the video and it was just being read off one by one by one by one by one. And it's mm-hmm. it's a massive, there's a lot of people that are involved just in the kickoff show alone. Nice. So it's going to be a big day, I think. Uh, that <clears> starts <throat> at, I believe, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. I believe the kickoff show starts at 2 p.m. Eastern on June 10th. Nice. So yeah, we'll have to do an evening episode because we're going to want to cover that. Uh, he did say there will be 12 at least 12 premieres during the kickoff show. Ooh. So there will be a lot to talk about, I think. Definitely. Just based on that. Not to mention, not to mention that uh, Final Fantasy Intergrade comes out that day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And Ratchet and Clank comes out the next day. And so does Guilty Gear. And uh... <laughs> oh, I know my... there are video games. I yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah what a week what a week what a week yeah <laughs> but i'm looking forward to it though summer game fest is going to be awesome um and i think i think it's going to basically flow right into e3 i mean because it's not affiliated with e3 summer game fest is its own thing now and e3 is doing a online showcase of their own so we have we have a lot to cover in june yep i actually don't even know when e3 starts this year because usually, like the Ju- around the area around June tenth is typically E three time, mm-hmm. but I think E three is after it this time. I think E oh. three is after uh, Summer Game Fest now. I don't know. In- we'll find in- out. 
interesting. Although Summer Game Fest isn't isn't like a Summer Game Fest isn't isn't like E3 in that it it doesn't just end like in a week. Uh, it's it's multiple events throughout the summer Jeff, that, that Jeff Keighley hosts. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And he, he apparently he has the uh, the whole demo thing going where there'll be demos that you can download just during Summer Game Fest for yeah. upcoming games. Um, the Veil was actually involved in that last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were. Yeah, that was part of Summer Game Fest uh, demo thing. So I'm still shocked the game's not out yet. What, 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 what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have too. Like, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to say about that. Um, you know, it is. It is what it is. Um, it's. It's not. Uh, hopefully, though, there'll be some cool stuff uh, on display in Summer Game Fest. Not. Not just the kickoff show, but during the demos as well. Hey, maybe Jeff Keighley will uh, hire someone to do audio description for the uh, kickoff show. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. That'd be cool. Descriptive video works. Come on do now. It. Do it. Do it. Uh, there, apparently, there will also be a performance by Weezer during the kickoff show. So, you know, if you oh, like Weezer, I, which I kind of do. I, I like them sometimes. They're okay. I like them sometimes. I like some of their songs. So Yeah. Um, but apparently, it's, it's interesting. They specified that the Weezer performance is going to be a uh, copyright um, safe song. So, like, if you're restreaming the kickoff show, you can keep yeah. streaming during the performance. They, they actually specified that specifically just yeah, so people okay. knew. That's, that's good because yeah yeah it's it's very good it's very good did you hear about the i don't remember if i told you about the uh the i forget when it happened i think it was like two or three months ago <clears throat> metallica was doing a concert on on twitch oh, i totally know where you t- where you're t- uh, the thing got me like i didn't even mute it. It like they replaced the music or something. Yeah, they replaced it, it with uh, like eight bit. I think uh, chip tunes or something. It was weird. Yep. <laughs> really, oh <my> <laughs> Metallica. How like how crazy ironic is that? Metallica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gets like DMCA practically. Like <laughs> ah, not uh, not so fun when it's happening to you, is it? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So Summer Game Fest is coming up. It's coming up in like two weeks, and oh my god, it's gonna be awesome. Next up, Mass Effect Legendary Edition has launched, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, it is out. It is out right now. Right now. And I wanted to talk about it briefly for a couple of reasons. Um, some of this I could have put in the accessibility news, but I think there's enough to talk about there that I didn't want to, uh, you know, add something to that segment. So I'll, I thought I'll just cover it all here. So, so. Overall, reviews of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition are, are pretty good. Um, it is the go-to way to play these games. It's it's awesome. It's fun. Um, it's you know it's uh, nostalgic. All that stuff. But there's a couple of cool things. Um, one of the things is uh, that you, do you remember Sterlock the controversy regarding Tali's face back with the original games? No, actually, I don't. Okay, so. To, to recap, in fact, I, should, I would probably do this anyway, even if you did remember. Uh, to recap, um, there is a possibility, there's a character in the game named Tali. She's a Quarian. As a Quarian, she wears a mask all the time. Uh, Quarians have biological uh, immune, immunity weakness um, because they have lived on uh, something called the flotilla for like a lot, like centuries. Um, so they basically live in space. They don't live on a home planet. They don't have a home planet anymore. 
it's been taken over by the Geth, which is a, which is a race of intelligent robots that they created. Oops. Um, <laughs> so, but because of that, they have they have lost uh, generationally. They've lost their their immune uh, you know immunity basically to basically like all pathogens and things. So they Oof. wear suits all the time, and masks all the time, all the time, um, when traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Tali is a Quarian, so for most of the game, for most of all three games, you don't get to see her face. However, in Mass Effect 3, it is possible to romance her, and if you romance her, there comes an opportunity where you can you get to see her face. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this was a big deal back when the game first came out, because, oh my god, you get to see Tali's face for the first time ever. Yeah. Um, yep. And then people saw, people saw it, People saw it and immediately flew off the handle because apparently the face that they used for Tali when they when they when you when you do the in-game face reveal in the original games, the face they used for Tali looked strikingly similar to a mock-up that somebody did for Getty Images. Like, this is what I think Tali's face should look like. Huh. And it looked a lot like that, apparently. So people started accusing them of just stealing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the legendary edition decided didn't to, try to oh, I think I think I remember that now. Didn't they like deny like no, we didn't steal it? Yeah, they said they didn't or... do it. Yeah, they said they didn't steal it. Yeah. 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 Now you mentioned that I, that's like, oh yeah, it does sound kind of familiar. Like Yeah. 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 But the legendary edition decided to just get rid of this problem entirely and uh they actually changed Tolly's face. Hmm. So Tolly's face you can still okay. see it. You can still romance her and see it, but it is, it is different now. Hmm. <laughs> and right. I guess there's, there's a couple things like that, a couple little uh, corrections that the game made to deal with some not always not always controversial things. Uh, they actually made a correction for um, continuity sake of the story. Huh. There's a character uh, that you meet in, I believe, Mass Effect Three. I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, but essentially, uh, in the original games, he's a human. Um, but for some reason, he talks about being part of the the Blitz uh, against humanity, which was uh, something that the Turians did. It was part of the, uh, I, I believe it was so- something to do with the first contact war, which is humans versus Turians mm-hmm. um, in the in the lore of Mass Effect. But he talks about being like in the Blitz, but he's like against humanity or something like that. So what they did, and I know I'm not getting all the details right here, so I, I apologize for that. But what they bit, what they did was they they made him a Turian instead of a human. Okay. So it actually made more sense, yeah. Because makes... now it's a, now it's a Turian speaking out against humanity and talking about the Blitz uh, from the Turian side. So yeah, just little things like that. They fixed uh, a few things apparently that are just continuity fixes. Nice. So yeah, it's just it's cool. It's just interesting to see what uh, what they did with this game. Um, now I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but the accessibility of Mass Effect Legend Generation is just is just not it's just not a thing. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about it because I mentioned the subtitles that you can change the size of uh, from the launcher and stuff like that, which is nice. That's nice, but that's that's literally all that's there. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so far it's 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 good. People are receiving it very well overall. Um, nice. I've heard Misty play some of it, and I can definitely confirm that the stuff we talked about last week with the combat being easier is is true. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> it's the combat in Mass Effect One is much easier because it's not dice rolls anymore. And because it's not dice rolls, there's not as many misses. So yeah. you shoot stuff up, and you shoot stuff up, and you put holes in everything. So, 
<laughs> but you know, it's still fun. The game is still Mass Effect. And it's still great. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's obviously maintaining its its uh its status. Um, we did witness the you can now skip the elevator sequences situation. Just press the button to skip. <laughs> um, nice. the, the interesting thing is, at least in two, I mean, I, I would, I could see skipping those in one, but at least in two, I probably wouldn't skip them, even in, you know, even though you could, because they put those little newscasts in elevators, and, and they do it in one too, but it's not, it's kind of not as interesting. <laughs> like they didn't mm-hmm. do as, as good a job with it. Yeah. And in two, it's actually interesting stuff they put in there. So I don't know. Anyway. It's it's out. It's awesome. And uh, yeah. if you if you have if you haven't played Mass Effect, you should play it because it's good. Indeed. In fact, one of the things that uh, is happening really is is the Legendary Edition is introducing a lot of new people to Mass Effect that didn't play it back in the previous generations. Oh, nice. So, that's good. I, I love that. I love the fact that new new people are experiencing this trilogy now. Yeah, that's, that's and really and they're getting you know they're getting the version that is fixed. They're getting the the all the DLC. Which means they're also getting Final Cut, which was, you know, the thing that was basically necessary after the ending of Aspect 3 debacle. Yep. Yep. Um, but they're getting that version though. So they're getting the better experience out of the gate. You know, if if you're a new player, you're already ha- you already have a better yeah. experience than you, what you what don't, to... You don't have to get a, a whole separate thing anymore to yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And Final Cut was huge. Final Cut as a DLC was like four gigs by itself. And this was this was 360 days, Sterlock. Yeah, this was where, back when like that was a in, big deal. Yeah, where entire games were sometimes four gigs. Mm-hmm. But no, Final Cut alone is four gigs. So is the Citadel DLC, but that's that's because there's a lot packed into that crazy yeah. thing. Citadel's just crazy. But uh you know me and Misty never played the Citadel DLC. We never we never played it. Huh. So when she goes through the legendary edition, we're, we're seeing that for the first yeah. time. Final Cut as well. We haven't seen Final Cut. So that'll be fun, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. You should play it. It's good. Um, <laughs> that is all I have for gaming news. Gaming news. Uh, do you have any gaming news things that you'd like to bring up? Uh, no, not really. No, no gaming news from Sterlock. Gaming right. news. All right then. Well, in that case. Let's move right along because there's a lot to be packed in here. So let's move along to Hey, Welcome to Alright. it gets weirder. It always gets weirder. Yep. Just, just know that no matter no matter where you are listening to this podcast, this is only the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's begin accessibility news by talking about Global Accessibility Awareness Day. So, uh, I, I think I think this bears repeating. I think I think it might. I think it might. <laughs> I think you might be correct on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Global Accessibility Awareness Day was kind of tremendous. Um, but before I get to my part of it, 
Uh, I do want to just give a shout out to everyone that participated in Global Conspiracy Awareness Day. That was uh, huge. Not it was, just it was a your day, part of it, but like, yeah, oh yeah. God. It was a day that was absolutely filled with events, with webinars, with talks, with, uh, you know, content creators doing their thing, um, with like just accessibility discussions, with like lessons, like classes about accessibility. Um, there was uh, something for everyone. Uh, regarding accessibility on that day and we're not talking just about game accessibility here either yeah. um this was glo- this is global, it's accessibility, global awareness accessibility awareness day, awareness day. it's it's yeah, anything it's, accessible. it's never been just about games just yeah. to be clear like it's never yeah. just about games it's about every kind of accessibility um we had uh accessibility announcements that were dropped on global accessibility awareness day like apple uh apparently dropped some accessibility features about ios 15 that are pretty cool uh, i don't really understand uh all of them because they didn't really, at least the, the thing that I saw didn't really clarify. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like they said, we're improving voiceover in iOS 15. Voiceover is getting a major upgrade that's going to make it possible to read even more information about uh, on screen images and stuff. Oh, good. So I don't know if that just means in general or if that means like only with the uh, screen, screen recognition, recognition thing on. Like, I don't know. I hope it's- they fix the bug. That has persisted in screen recognition where it'll just kind of stop working. Stop working. Yeah. <laughs> that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Like uh for some reason the Mortal Kombat game triggers that pretty pretty heavily. Uh, most honestly, I found that most games tend to do it. Um I, yeah, it's what it is is like if you turn voiceover off and back on again is what tends to, yeah. to trigger it. But you'd think though that it's still like it's it's still definitely a bug. Like you think it'd be able to just pick right up where you left off and turn voiceover mm-hmm. back on. But uh, what's weird because like sometimes like for a while it tend it seems to to work and then it'll break and it's, it's like, not oh. always and it's I don't know it's it's really weird. I wish yeah. that would get fixed because yeah. But like a good example of another thing that Apple uh, announced at uh, on, on the Global Accessibility Awareness Day for the uh, accessibility of, of their products was there will be some uh, I, uh, iPhone, sorry, Apple Watch, <laughs> Apple Watch things that you will now be able to do in iOS 15 or I guess Watch OS Series 7 or whichever one they're on, um, which require you not even to touch the watch. Uh, they're saying that you'll be able to do hand gestures for certain actions on Apple Watch. Huh. Yeah. So there you go. I guess I guess the idea is I would assume the idea is for people that don't have fine manipulation of their like their their motor manipulation kind of thing. Yeah. That you can't do like complex like finger gestures like swipe like a uh, like multiple finger swipes and things like that. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it's for stuff like that. I, I would think that that that's what rings true to me. Yeah. Apparently, it will be able to detect wrist movements and, uh, yeah, you know, you can just do hand gestures. So, nice. yeah, there you go. Um, and just there was a there was just a bunch of other things. Microsoft uh, reiterated its commitment to accessibility with a really really cool article talking about the stuff that they they've been up to lately. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things all across the board. It was a great day, just filled with accessibility. You know, you coming from put out, put out the call like, you know. Which what ways can we make you know things better and yeah 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, just just all over the place. It was a great day. Uh, Ian Hamilton released his uh, annual accessibility quiz. Um, he releases a quiz every year on Global Accessibility Awareness Day for the past three or four years now. Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. That you can take to test your accessibility knowledge. <laughs> um, I took the quiz, and um, I'm not going to tell you what I got. Because <laughs> I'm embarrassed by it. Oh, no. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I got 10 out of 20. Oh, dang. Yeah. He has some really hard questions, okay? <laughs> They're really difficult questions. <laughs> like the really obscure things, like um, like the artist for this this uh, this mobile game. Uh, what disability did he have? <laughs> like, oh, geez. I don't okay. Know. I don't yeah, know that, the artist, man. That's really that it's is really obscure, obscure stuff. But it's yeah. really cool, though. It's really cool that's because cool, after your after you're done taking the quiz, um, he has it shows you your score and it shows you all the answers, what was correct. Mm-hmm. So what it really what it really is, it's not it's not actually intended to like make you feel bad. It's it's intended to, to be an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, because he explained it shows you the answers and he has a little little thing written beneath each one to further clarify the answer. Mm-hmm. So uh, like for instance, one of the questions is what uh, game started the accessibility renaissance in indie uh, development? And I thought the answer to that was Celeste, because Celeste yeah. has Celeste has a lot of accessibility features. But that was and wasn't correct. Hmm. So here, here's here's what the actual answer was. The answer was Cuphead. But oh. but the reason the reason get this though the reason that this happened the reason that it inspired the accessibility revolution is because of its lack of accessibility features. It got right. called out. For its rigid gameplay structure. I remember that. I remember it getting called out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rigid and uninclusive gameplay. Yeah. Uh, it got called out for. Um, and you know, I guess it was being compared to games like Celeste, which had great accessibility. You know, it has uh, slowdown and like uh, like motor impairment, like great motor impairment stuff and cognitive stuff as well. So Celeste, here, from what I understand, is just like a phenomenal amazing game yeah yeah i've heard the same i've heard the same um so then then what ended up happening is uh the result of this was actually a mod for cuphead that then gave it the accessibility features equivalent to celeste nice <laughs> yeah so Good. there you go so so i i learned from taking a this battle is brewing for accessibility it's true though it's true <laughs> I learned though, so I, I, I'm glad I took the quiz because I actually learned uh, some some cool stuff from it that I I didn't know before. Yeah. Uh, but but the point is accessibility all across the board. It was being celebrated and it was awesome. Now let's talk about my involvement <laughs> in in the day. Uh, primarily, my involvement was two different things. Well, technically three. Technically three. I actually didn't know about the third one until it actually happened. So. I, in fact, I'll, I'll get that one out of the way first because it's the smallest one. Uh, Ubisoft released another video, just like they did last year. Uh, and the video featured uh, some people pretty prominently. It was narrated by the one, the only, Cherry Ray Thompson, Yay. who is, like, awesome and amazing. Um, and now works at Ubisoft, so there's that. Um, but, they uh, are moving up. In the world. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and featured a lot of, you know... Uh, discussions from different uh, people in the uh, tabled uh, gaming community. Now, 
Here's the thing. In this video, I'm not there verbally, but I've been told that in Ubisoft's video, I am there. They probably used some footage from the, the workshop I did uh, mm -hmm. last year when they released that video. But I am in that video, uh, like, visually for like two seconds. <laughs> nice. So it's a little bit of uh, global accessibility where to say that I did not know I was involved in until the video was released. <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> oh, there you go. Good times, good times. Um, the second thing is something I knew about for a while, but I didn't want to announce until it was out. Um, PlayStation uh, released a blog, uh, which they had approached me for several weeks before now. They released a blog about video game consultancy uh, and uh, disability consultancy and stuff like that. And I was heavily involved in that. Um, yep. I was one of three people they interviewed for the blog. The other two were Paul Lane and Morgan Baker, two other uh, of the amazing consultants that worked on Last of Us Part Two. And uh, we talked about what it's like being a consultant, what we look for, what we want, what we think the, the future of the video game industry is, and all that stuff. It's, it's a really, really great blog. I highly recommend you read it. It's on PlayStation's official blog um, and all over my Twitter feed if you want to go read it. It's there, too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a really good, uh, really good article. I, I, I liked the writing quite a lot. Um, then there was the third thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the third thing. So, um, uh, again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally nobody was ready for this. <laughs> literally nobody was ready for this. So last year, um, I was involved in global accessibility awareness day in a lot of ways. In fact, I was technically involved in more things last year than this year, but I, but I don't think that matters now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one of the things I did last year is through an initiative that was started by our, my good buddy Dale Cruz, who was the former Twitch accessibility lead, um, I was one of these streamers on the front page of Twitch last year. Now, I'm going to get to this in a second. Um, I think I want to talk about what happened this year first, but I, I, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll start off by saying this. That event was handled differently last year than it was this year. And I didn't know that until after it was over. Hmm. Um, so, but I'll talk about what I mean by that in a second, because I want to talk about this year. <laughs> so this year I was invited back, which was really nice of Twitch because I was, I was a little bit concerned they forgot who I was, um, even though I had literally helped uh, improve the accessibility of their platform. Um, <laughs> you know, but apparently they didn't, and I was invited back. And it was that that was awesome. So they, they invited me back to be on the front page again. Um, and of course I said yes. So my plan, my big plan, my time slot was three to four Eastern. And my big plan was to play The Last of Us 2 on grounded mode. Start by grounded run of The Last of Us 2, which I have done. Um, when, when three o'clock rolled around, you know, stream, <laughs> stream started out pretty normal, right? Yeah, this is a perfectly normal stream. I mean, of course I was ready for... I was much more prepared this year than I was yeah. last year for the onslaught. Yeah. Um, we had alerts turned off. I had people in my Discord server acting as chat proxies. So I they feel would... like the chat was not as active this year as it was last year. It actually know. wasn't. Um, yeah. I, I can I actually that confirm really that now. Bizarre. I mean, it was, it's still pretty active, don't get me wrong. It was still pretty active. Oh, it like, was. I'm, I'm... It was super active, but like, yeah. 
compared to last year where it was just like this fucking deluge of just yeah. messages after message. Like it was way like it was still super busy, but we could at like us as was, blind people could actually fall Yeah, could still keep up. Yeah, could still keep up. Yeah, it was it was a little different. It was a little different. Um there this there's there's a couple of reasons for that difference, but I'll get to those in a second. But still, mm. like that doesn't that isn't like that's only part of the situation though, trust yeah. me. Like we're saying chat wasn't as active, but trust me, that's not necessarily a negative. No. <laughs> so so okay. So I was all set up for this. Uh, had chat proxies to read chat, which I'm still glad I did. Like, I, I don't think I would have wanted to. It still helped. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it was still a good thing to do. Um, and they were great. They were very helpful. So three o'clock rolls around. And at first, you know, for the first couple minutes, it's, it's, it's fine. Like it's, it's, uh, I'm just playing the game and talking a little bit here and there. And then <laughs> I forget which one of them said it. I was like, oh, um, so I think it was Shay. Uh, so you have seven thousand viewers, <laughs> and I'm like, what? It was was like double of what you had last year. Yeah, it's already double last year. I'm like, what the heck? Seven thousand? Are you serious? And yeah, yep. yep. Seven thousand viewers. So I had to try to read some follows because it's getting follows like crazy, and uh, I got you know I could get a couple out at a time, but the uh, the stream labels application that I used to read that stuff. Uh, was hanging my screen reader because it kept updating. <laughs> it kept updating. <laughs> stuff kept coming in. So it was hard to keep up with even that. Even that. Even though I wasn't even watching chat myself, it was hard to even keep up with that. Um, so I, I did what I could. I played the game. I talked to people. I started answering questions that were being thrown at me. Uh, then I was informed that I had 16,000 followers. <laughs> yep. Seven thousand was enough. <laughs> Sixteen thousand, uh, and someone joked. Like I think they meant it as a joke. I think it was uh, "Don't run off." Said, "Okay, our goal is twenty-three thousand. We'll twenty-three. Yep." So we kind of watched it after that, <laughs> and, and I was still answering questions and still trying to play the game when I could. Still acknowledging follows when I could. I definitely didn't. I didn't get close to acknowledging everyone that followed that day, but um, I did what I could. I uh, acknowledge cheers and, and subs and stuff, which there were a lot of. A lot of people gifted subs. A lot of people cheered. A lot of people. Some people tipped. It was really. It's the outpouring of support was phenomenal. Yeah, is, is the short version of that. Um, we got. I think we it had, was a level four hype train. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Um, we had like regular batches of like, oh, here's ten gift here's subs. Here's ten gifts. Here's twenty gifted subs. Oh, uh, this person subbed for six months in advance. Six, I know. Subbed for three months in advance. Like, whoa. Even even yeah. when one person did that, I was surprised. And then and then multiple people suffer six months in a row. Yeah. What the heck? Oh my god. <laughs> like, crazy. Okay, but like, oh, wow. Um, I think you're getting a Twitch check next month. I, I'm not sure. I think so. I think a little one, a little tiny little uh, Twitch <laughs> check there. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's happening. In fact, uh, my I, I looked at my my analytics today. It's it's happening. It's <laughs> it's, it's happening. Um, that's definitely so gonna help your Go XL, uh, XLR. Uh... Oh, that that goal's over. That goal's that goal's been over. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, I, I do have a new goal now, though. I do have a new tips goal, which is for uh, commissioning uh, a musician friend who actually was also featured on Global Disability Awareness Day, by the way. Nice. Um, former RKG member Dynamic Reactions uh, has told me that uh, if you know 
if I can get the 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 dollar dollars together, which is what my goal is right now, uh, she will make us a theme song for Breakdown Walls. Nice. She is a musician. She will Yay. do the thing. So that's that's my current goal. And uh, after yesterday, we are almost a quarter of the way to that goal. Nice. So there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, so so we started watching the follower numbers uh, because now it was kind of on. Like now the joke had been made or whatever you want to call it. Don't run off it said, this is going to happen. So we had to watch it. And it crept up and it crept up and it crept up. Yep. 17,000, 18,000, 19,000. 20,000. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to give you guys the number that I'm about to give you guys. <laughs> um, by the So when I finally got the stream stats, I checked what my maximum viewership was. And the final number for max viewers at one time was 23,748. Yep. Good That's lord. That's insane. <laughs> I had more viewers during Global Accessibility Awareness Day than Dr. Lupo. One of Which the most popular crazy. streamers of all time. Yeah. Uh, in fact, according to Misty, I had double, more than double his viewership. He was floating around 10K. Wow. I had 23,748. That's a lot of people. So it, it actually gets crazier, though. Because... One of the other stats that you get is how many total unique viewers you had during a stream. Now, here's, here's, where, here's where my mind is just blown, okay? Yesterday, I uh, posted publicly on Twitter and in my Discord, uh, because people, people asked me, like, people said, can we see the stats of this after we're done? So I was <laughs> like, sure. So, so I posted the stats publicly on my Discord, um, but I posted them from the email I got from Twitch. They, they send you a Twitch summary, a stream summary email uh, shortly after your stream is over. I posted them from there. The number that I gave out yesterday for my, my total, my unique viewers was over 166,000. A freaking huge number, right? That's insane. It's a freaking huge number. Guess what? It's low. <laughs> Twitch apparently sent me that email too early. Apparently that email went out before they were done calculating everything. Oh, wow. Because this morning I looked at my dashboard because someone, someone actually tweeted at me and said, uh, if they were looking at, uh, I guess they looked at my, you can, there's actually a website called Twitch stats where you can actually go look yourself and it will just kind of pull stats from like people's profiles. You can just check people's profiles that way. Yeah. It's, just, it's a thing that exists. It's real. So I think someone did this and they tweeted at me and they gave me a much higher number. I was like, wait a minute, really? What? So I went to look and not only was that number wrong, but the number of followers I got was also wrong. I did not get 320 followers. Oh no. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm now officially announcing and I actually announced this first in my Discord. I decided to make this a Discord first announcement, but we'll call this the official uh, public announcement on the podcast. Yesterday, I broke 3,000 followers. <laughs> I'm at like 3,086 now. It was over 600, almost 700 followers again. Oh my god. But the real shocking thing was that uh, is, is that the real uh, 
unique viewers number. Sterlock, 166,000 is insane, right? Yeah. How's 350,000? What the? Over a quarter million people. <laughs> Over what a quarter hell? million unique views on my Twitch channel yesterday. Oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> do you do you know what my total unique views on my channel was before yesterday? What do you uh, what do you think it was? Like gonna, what would you I'm, guess based on the fact that I've been doing this for almost three years? I would guess what maybe hundred my... thousand. Nope. <laughs> it's less than that. It's less than that, really. My t- I don't have the exact number because it's gone now. Uh, but my my total <laughs> my total unique views and it's it's luck by the way that I saw this because I happened to be looking at my analytics uh, yesterday, like or before before we went live yesterday. So it's luck that I even saw this. But yeah. my my unique views before that stream was like sixty five thousand. Wow. Uh, sixty five thousand unique views. I'd, I'd say you. Uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> In one day, <laughs> I had, I have, how much is that? Five times? Like about five times, yeah. More, six times, I think? The, oh my God. <laughs> six times the unique views of my entire Twitch career. <laughs> Just yesterday. <laughs> Just oh my yesterday. God. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. My uh, my thirty day average is currently eight hundred something, <laughs> and you only need seventy five for partner. But the problem is I don't meet the other the third requirement. And uh, I will be I will be fair about this. I've been told that uh, you know the people that evaluate you for partner aren't aren't you know super dumb. Um, like yeah. if if I if I got all three requirements, if all all I'd have to do to get all three requirements right now is to stream for probably the next five or so days in a row. If mm-hmm. I if I just did a live stream for I don't know any amount of time for the next five days, I, I'd fill all three requirements. Yeah, but Twitch isn't dumb, and they would look at my numbers and realize that the only reason my average is above seventy five is because of the front page exposure yesterday. Yeah, so they probably wouldn't approve it even if I got all three requirements right now. But uh, you know, it's pretty pretty crazy. It's 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 crazy. To look at this this stuff. This these stats are just off the charts. I mean, with those stats, though, you that's definitely on the path to uh, getting up there. So yeah, it's 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 definitely not nothing. And I think for me, um, knowing that I'm I'm going for a Twitch partner eventually, one of the most important things for me was this. After I was off of the front page, no longer on the front page, no longer featured. At 4 p.m. Eastern, I was gone. It was gone. No, no more front page time. Still, about 3,000 people stayed in the stream yep. for the rest of the stream. Yeah. That, I think, is the thing that probably means the most. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the thing that to Twitch would probably mean the most. Like, that, that would be, okay... That's, you retained viewers. Yes, yeah. that's 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 a good sign that I was able to retain viewership after I was taken off the front page. Not not twenty three thousand, but three thousand or so people stayed, and that's that was cool. Still, a really good chunk of people. And even even when I was ending the stream right before the raid, it was still at like twenty five hundred. Yep. So, 
yeah, I, I think that's probably the the most important thing. But but good lord, like just the craziness, man, the craziness. <laughs> I so I I have a a goal, like I have a a year end goal that I wanted to hit for followers, and I'm not there yet. My goal was four thousand uh, on Twitch. Um, but this was a huge jump forward. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a huge. I was at twenty four hundred before yesterday now i'm at 3086 nice oh good lord very very cool i got like two followers uh overnight too like like hi guys <laughs> nice <to meet laughs> cool. you. Yay. um i mean people did say they were sharing it out so that, that's probably where that came yeah. from yep but um it was just nuts uh it was awesome it was it was it was more than i expected um oh and i was going to talk about the reasons why this happened oh yeah um so Last year, the reason I got all the followers that I got last year, I got, well, not, not just the followers, but even the, the people that I got last year, um, about 3,800 last year. The reason I got that is because I was rated by a very, very popular uh, streamer uh, that had that many viewers. I was rated by 3,800 people. Yeah. This year, there was no raid. So how did this happen? Well, we actually know how this happened. Because Misty realized how it happened. Well, I mean, she probably isn't the only one, but she realized and she told me after the stream was over why this had happened. So there was a major difference in the way this was done last year as uh, compared to this year. Last year, they got a whole bunch of us disabled uh, content creators and streamers together and put us all in what they called a Global Accessibility Awareness Day carousel. Mm -hmm. So each time slot last year had a bunch of people in the same time slot. And when you clicked on the front page of Twitch, you got the carousel. You you just get one of them, just kind of at random. Oh. You, could, you could you could click the carousel to get other ones if you wanted to, but you know you you won't necessarily do that as a viewer. You might just stick with the person and see what they're up to. You know, yeah, but stick with the person you get. So even uh, my my thirty eight hundred last year was really high numbers. Like that raid was really high. That raid uh, from all those people was really high numbers for last year because. Um, really people were seeing things a lot. There was a lot of people that were getting like, they were on the front page. Yeah. But they were still floating around like 150, 200 viewers, 300 viewers. And you know, it right. might be, or like whatever, slightly above what, what their normal numbers are. Cause they were on the front page. Um, like I, you know, Steve spawn is already a popular streamer. So he was like at like 1500 or something like that. So he was, he was fine. Yeah. Um, but the point is it was handled way differently this year, this year. And this is kind of cool. Like I, I think, like, I think if I had known this before the stream started, I would have been a lot more nervous because here's, here's the thing. This year, there was no carousel. It was just you. This and year, just the people. from 3 to 4 Eastern on May 20th, 2021, I was the only streamer which, on the front page of Twitch. Which I honestly <laughs> think that's the better way to do it. I think it is too. Like, but ah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. If I had known that, if you just went to Twitch.tv, we're seeing Brandon. If I had known that, ah, I would have freaked out, dude. I would have freaked out. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it's no, not a carousel. No, no, they're not gonna have to click to get to you. No, no, you're the only one. Yeah, I didn't realize it worked, it, uh, worked that way last year. That's yeah, it was a carousel last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. This this way is a much better way of doing it. I think. Yeah, it is. I, I agree that it is. It it's a lot more exposure to uh, 
to people that need it. So. Mm-hmm. Now, I suspect that what this that explains will... that's that explains the insane high numbers. It does. Yes, it definitely does. <laughs> but still, like, it's still like amazing to see that kind of those kind of numbers and, and just like all the messages that I I got such kind messages yesterday, man. Oh yeah, like people actually like there were a few people that we had to lay the band hammer on but i heard i heard later not many i have to say you mods uh handled your business yesterday because and misty was like of course you know you know she's very humble she's like you know of course it's the way it should be yeah but but you guys handled business because i was not aware until misty told me later that there were ever any trolls and there are a couple (laughs) i found out yeah i found that i know now but like you guys did so well, but in the that... grand scheme of things, there weren't that many. We didn't have to do a whole a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's Misty, good. That's Misty good. did most of it because yeah. she's quick. Yeah, she she fast, she fast. But 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 yeah, like I uh, I really I, on the whole, people were awesome. Yeah, people were awesome. People were super supportive. People like people were just like asking over and over, "Can I share this on this Discord server? Can I like, you know, it's it's great." It was people really, were like, really oh, is it okay to share? I don't know. Like, yes, it is. Please do. Why wouldn't it be? Of course it is. Um, you know, I got some, I got some, I got told some really nice stories. Um, I got uh, some really nice, uh, you know, really, really nice things. Like, apparently, there's one guy that I, I guess I'll, I'll put a spotlight on, a little bit of a spotlight. I don't, I don't have his name in front of me, but he said that he's losing his sight slowly. And uh, yeah. His the his coming to my stream that day uh, showed him that he, you know, will still have you know, will be able to do things even when that even when that finally happens, and yeah. I I I just stopped everything I was doing. It's like, dude, we got you, okay? Like, uh, if you yeah. lose your sight completely, we will help you stay stay up, you know. So, that was awesome. Just the whole thing was just a great experience. And I hope I just more people are like, oh, I have a friend that's blind, and they want to like, yeah, like, yeah. Now you can. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was exactly what I would have wanted wanted for this kind of stream, uh, and it did turn into a Q and A for a little while, and that's fine. Like that's yeah, it's it's everyone expected it. Everyone expected that to happen, um, and that's that's perfectly fine. But we we definitely got some gameplay in. Um, I got stuck at exactly the part I thought I would get stuck at. Like, yeah, I knew that's that, a hard I knew part. that'd be the spot. I knew that'd be the spot. I knew before we started that'd be the spot. I yeah, absolutely I mean, knew that, that's where I would be at the end of the stream. That was the spot where you were <laughs> stuck at in survival for a while. So, yeah, and I almost got it at the the last attempt. Oh, you remember that, that was you were so he, close. he got the freaking door open in the last attempt, and then you got the grabbed right the last. And the and then I got grabbed gone, right like, after oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. We're doing it again tomorrow, so we'll get it. Um. So yeah, I guess you know now. We see what happens in terms of like you know. I just hope that uh, some of those people stick around and uh, and come back uh, for more streams and and everything. I think they will and tell I think, their friends. I think we did get some regulars that spawned from last year's thing. So yeah, we did. We did. Um, yeah, because there there are people that still talk about. They remember uh, the first thing they saw me do was play Animal Crossing. So yeah, I think I think uh, I think we will. I think we will. I don't know if we'll get like a whole lot or a little bit, but yeah, you know, every every little bit of growth is important in this kind of thing. So, yep. But uh, it was awesome. I'll, I'll never forget it. I I really will never forget it. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll never even forget the number like twenty three thousand seven hundred forty eight. I'll never forget that. 
Like, because yeah. you, you just don't expect it. Like, even going into something like this, I was I was hoping just to get back to where we were last year. I was hoping I to just, get maybe four thousand last. And you were there within like five minutes, if that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was nothing. Like, yeah. Yep. Oh, you have seven thousand now. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What impressed me too more than the than the actual number was like the three thousand people that were sticking around. I I thought yeah. that was going to drop to like maybe a thousand. I, I was thinking maybe a couple hundred. I really was. Because, you know... If yeah, people... that was the last year's... No. Yeah, people. Yeah, last year it dropped to like 160, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, which again is fine. Um, I'm glad some people stayed at all. But yeah. this time, 3,000 people 3, stayed. Oh my god. So, awesomeness, man. And they could have just gone back to the front page of Twitch and watched the next person in line. But no, 3,000 people stayed. Yeah. <sighs> what a day. What a day. Yep. It's... Never going to forget that. Pretty incredible. Global accessibility, we're going to stay hype, yo. Hype. All right. We have other things to talk about. <laughs> we do? Oh. <laughs> um, so, next up, Ratchet and Clank. Oops. They did it, guys. Yeah, we called it. We called it. They did exactly what we thought they would do. They released their accessibility features on Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Which is why it's a perfect segue. Um, <laughs> yep. So they have a lot. First of all, um, I'm really pleased overall with the accessibility that they have. They have a lot of things. And I think it's going to help a lot of people. Now, I think... So I saw some people on Twitter kind of downing it um, because they don't think it's going to be accessible for blind people. Um, I think the chance is still there. And... Part of the reason I think the chance is still there that it will be accessible is, believe it or not, one of the features that they put under the button remapping uh, tweet they posted. Oh, yeah, the single button. Uh... Single button nav assist kind of situation. They, it's, they didn't call it that. Um, what was it? What they call that? Single button traversal. traversal. I think traversal, yeah. Yeah. Single button traversal. So this apparently will just be a, once once activated, You'll press one button and it will do the thing that it needs to do to get you to the next thing. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a context sensitive button that will help with traversal. That, in combination with the whole waypoint idea, I think we might be okay. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll I will see say this, in a few weeks. We'll see in a few weeks. Yeah. I will say this no narration. Yeah, that's disappointing. But a little disappointed in that. They have yet to ever implement that so except for the asl narration in miles morales yeah they kind of did it but not really yeah <laughs> but yeah you know it's it's still it, it looks to me like this is still a step forward it looks to me like this is still uh iterating from what they learned from miles yep. morales and the spider-man narration is always good now they so did you see the vibration uh setting accessibility thing they they did um, um, yeah, where you have the different intensities. Well, here's the weird thing. So, in Miles Morales, if I if I am remembering correctly, the vibration settings are like normal, and then accessibility, which is the one you want because that one's that's the one that helps you with collectibles and stuff. Yeah. This one, they changed the names of those. It's it's like experiential, and functional, and off. Yeah. <laughs> so hmm. I'm not sure which one I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what that means. 
I'm guessing functional probably is the right one for blind mm-hmm. people. If if yeah. they implemented any any kind of because uh, I guess experiential oh, probably yeah. be more for for like immersion and stuff. And I'm yeah. sure that I'm sure, I'm sure some of that stuff is retained, but some of it is probably changed for functionality if you switch it to functional. Mm-hmm. So serves more of a informational purpose rather than an immersion purpose. That's what I'm hoping that that means. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not really clear um, based on the list. So hopefully there's like a tool tip that lets us know. Um, so we'll mess with that as well. Um, we did find out what the uh, the auto boot uh, thing was, though. Uh, they did actually specify what that was. So <coughs> apparently, with the gravity boots, you have to pump them to maintain speed or something, or like full power on them. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like kind of the equivalent of gear shifting or something. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I guess uh, the the auto pump setting will just take care of that for you, so you don't have to worry about it. So. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, plenty of aim. Did you did you notice that there were different types of aim assists? Yeah. There was an aim assist that was just for pistols. That's really cool. It's interesting. Like, I wonder why. I wonder why they went that route. I don't know. I guess because diff- maybe because different weapons work so differently than each other. Mm. That, like you know, yeah. Last of Us Two, a gun is a gun is a gun. I mean, they all they all do work differently, but they're still all short range guns or long range guns or you know and that's the only difference between them maybe they had to do it that way just because so many of the weapons are just different from each other they're so unique i mean the pixelizer is not you know a pistol you know yeah (laughs) the topiary uh (laughs) the topiary (laughs) grenade (laughs) you know ridiculous i I I love it though i love it i love it um but yeah i i think i think it's still looking okay um I saw nothing that, to me, struck me as a super negative. Besides this, besides the lack of narration, yeah, I'm still very interested. I'm still, I'm still definitely interested in trying it, and I want like to try the that. The ledge too. guard and the flight stuff is, yeah. like the really cool stuff yeah, too. Flight assist. Man. Apparently, the flight assist just keeps your craft level the whole time, as well. Yeah. So, good. Um, yeah, and as as long as the craft is level, I think that might be all you need. Because mm-hmm. if the waypoint thing is working, then yeah. That's that should be all you need. Just keep looking at the waypoint. You should fly right to it, right? I think so. I think so. It makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I I still have high hopes. I'm still excited to check it out. Um, it's coming out on June 11th. Um, yep. If I can, I'll be doing a live accessibility review like I always does. So you know, we'll see about that. Yep. Um, and it'll it should be fun. It should be it should be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to. And to be clear, there's a lot of things for a lot of different types of uh, disabilities as well. There's uh, full button remapping along with that uh, uh, one button traversal thing I mentioned, which might just be a helpful feature for us as well, which is just perfect. Um, lots of uh, aim assists, lots of assists of all different kinds. Um, high contrast, a whole bunch of stuff for high contrast. Uh, subtitles, uh, backgrounds for subtitles. I mean, all that stuff was expected because it was in this previous Spider-Man games and everything, but it's all there. Um, it's a really, really good list. Um, I highly recommend going to Insomniac Games uh, uh, timeline because they posted an entire thread that lists all the features. So, yep, definitely check it out. Uh, Reg and Clank coming out very soon. They have gone gold, by the way. So, Ooh. coming out very soon. Next up, guess what's back in the news, folks? Hades is back in the accessibility news. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
I love Hades. Y'all know it. Yep. Everyone knows it. Um, but now, now it has become a greater thing, and yeah. even an even more powerful love, um, <laughs> because you see, there is now blind accessibility mods for Hades that make things a little bit better if you're a blind player of the game. Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm not selling it well enough. It's not a little bit better. That's it's oh a lot God. better. It's, it's, it's night and day. It is especially night and day. It really with is. the especially with the um, updated thing. That, I still uh, haven't grabbed that. <laughs> I just haven't had time to grab that yet. I still need to do that. Yeah. So um, one of the problems with Hades and Hades has always been, you know, basically mostly playable. As uh, we've talked about Hades plenty on the podcast before. Yep. But one of the problems has always been the lack of choice yeah um when you do a run of hades you're supposed to make your decisions based on what you need at the time or what build you're going for or any number of factors that will influence the choices you make or what doors to go or even if you just like i want to concentrate on finding keys or yeah farming for keys right whatever any any number of things that affect your decision making process in when we played hades before we were just excluded from that part. Like yep. doors, doors to us were always just random. Yep. Because um, we didn't know what was behind them because they're they're all icons and not text, so we could we couldn't even tell. There's no method of telling what's behind the door. Well, those days are gone, folks. At yeah. least on PC. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, not on not on Switch. But... Not on Switch, right? But but thanks to the accessibility mods uh, for Hades on PC. Um, is there there have been there already have been two iterations of this. But I guess I'll talk about the newest one because that's the one people are going to get now. Um, the it's way it works the is vastly superior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way it works, um, if you if you have this is mod installed, is once you clear a room, a little menu will pop up which you can read with OCR. The menu will show you what is behind each of the room's doors. If there's only one door, it'll show you one thing. If there's if there's two or three doors, it'll show you all. Of them. I love it too because it it when the menu. When the the little minis that you you can do with the mods, it uses the uh, the little menu sound that when you talk to the uh, the contractor, the contractor. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that because so um, it just it just kind of fits. It's just like oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's like it's a it's a it's a what they call that diegetic mm-hmm. sound effect. Um, I noticed that because the resource mod uh, uses that sound too. Yep. Um, but yeah, so this menu pops up, and the menu shows you the rewards that are behind each door. So what you do is you make the selection of the reward that you want, and then based on the selection you made, only the sound effect for that door plays. So, but but it plays constantly. Um, the nice thing too, they changed it so that so before with the original um, door mod. They would play the sounds associated with each item. So, like, if you had like the nectar, um, if you had like nectar and and like opals, it would play the different the, the different sounds, like the drop sounds for each of those things. Yeah. Um, now it just plays the little. It just loops the little sound when you initially go through the door. The little sound. Yeah, the little magical door sound. Mm-hmm. Or no, wait, is, is you're talking about the sound that... Wait. No, no, no. The... The, no, 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 no. The sound um, when you 
actually go through the door. You actually go oh, it plays that, that little sound. Sound, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's it's like a really fast sound, so it's it's a good loop. Like, yeah, it's a good fast loop, and it's like, yeah, it's, and it makes sense to do that because, like, now, you know, you know what you're tracking, so there's no need for the specific sounds anymore. Yeah, but I think it's really yeah. smart. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. The other um, thing I like too is if you accidentally close it, or if you close on on purpose, if you want to like, um, and you, you'd actually kind of want to sometimes because like if you have like Sharon's shop as an option, you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do that yet. Let me look at how many opals I have. Is it even worth going in there? Um, you can do that because you can bring up the menu again with um, the the boon menu, and then you just hit uh, triangle. Oh, I didn't. And know it brings that. up the menu again. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yep, dude, that is that is super thoughtful. It's very very smart, and yeah, that's because that's that means you could yeah that 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 doesn't even just apply to opals. Like you could just check your resources and be like, oh man, I need more gems, mm-hmm. and you know see what rooms are available that's that's really cool yeah it's awesome (laughs) this game this like just just to give you an idea of like how much difference this makes the first time i played hades i didn't beat um meg for probably about i don't know 30 40 runs probably Yep, mm-hmm. that's that's probably a fair fair. Assessment. I I don't know how many runs I've done, but I think I've done maybe I don't know ten. <laughs> and I beat. I finally beat her this morning, Dang. and I went on to beat Asphodel on my first try. Through no, it. And I died in uh, Elysium, but I was like, you know what? This is a, this was such a good run, and I dude, this like, means I was right. Mm-hmm. This means I was right. So oh, it makes all the the power of this is what I was saying yesterday. Like the power of choice just makes all the difference in this game. Yeah, and... yeah it definitely does. It definitely does. Oh my god! But but it means I was right about another thing too. So think about this. Uh, so so for for those out there that are listening to this that are sighted, consider this as well. Number one. The door mod gives us the power of choice by letting us know what's behind each door and allowing us allowing us to select our award appropriately, which is great. The first time we could do that in Hades, fantastic. Yep. But think about the fact that it also, because it plays a sound from the direction of the door, allows easy tracking of doors. Yep. So not only are we affected and, and improved uh, as players by the power of choice, but we're also improved by better door tracking, which means, and I'm assuming I'm right about this based on your results, Sterlock, because I haven't done this yet, but... Because it is easier to find the doors in Asphodel, you're not falling into lava as much. Um, no. I'm oh. <laughs> Dang it! A lot of lava. Well, but well, I've got that. I, guess... I mean, I've the thing on. I'm okay with because. Um, oh, okay, okay. I, I did not but, know that. Okay, that's, that's fine. Just... Like the reason yeah. that is like if. Use it, you don't have to. Yeah, I personally yeah, so like, do, so I, so I am. So yeah, it's sure. fine. Definitely in, in Hades. I mean, Hades is a single player game. So who gives a crap? Like, yeah, do whatever you want to have fun with Hades. Yep. 
Um, when I start playing, I don't consider it cheating because no, no. like I'm still it's still a challenge and it's a fun challenge and, and you're still having fun with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, do whatever you want as far as I'm concerned. Yep. My when I when I start playing with the mods, which I I only, I only mess with the I haven't messed with the new door mod at all. I don't even have it yet. I mess with the original door mod. Yeah. So. And I, I only played with that for like five minutes because I just have not had time. Um, yeah. But uh, when I start playing with the mods, the challenge that I'm setting for myself is this. No mirror mod. Yep. Which, which I'm to not me, mirror e- mod either. even to me, that sounds crazy though. Like, am I really? Am I really ready? Yes. No mirror mod. Um, uh, also, that mirror mod was awesome though for what it was. for Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Through. Absolutely it is. Um, also, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm choosing not to use the lava uh, mod. So there's, yeah. yeah. So like, by the way, to, to clarify for the listeners, like Sterlock was saying, when you get the accessibility mod, it is modular. Yep. Um, so it comes with four mods that are, that are themselves separate, but you can activate whichever ones you want and leave alone from what you don't want. So I'm, I'm choosing to not activate the lava mod. So I will still take damage from lava because I want, I personally, just being weird me, I guess, <laughs> I want to I want to take on that challenge. I want to I want to see if being able to track this stuff better positionally, because the door sounds are positional too. Like even even yeah. with the mods, the door sounds are still positional. So we can we can track it better. I want to see if I can just start and sure, I'll I'll be I'll be, you know, I'll end up in lava during combat sometimes and that happens to everyone. Like it really does. Even even Misty has has been in lava in combat. Yeah. Um, but I want to see if I can start getting to doors out of rooms in Asphodel faster. Maybe over time. Maybe it'll take some practice. But I I want to see if I can do it and and see if I can, uh, you know, make progress. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. I, I I haven't started playing yet. When I do start playing, by the way, um, I'm restarting Hades. <laughs> Are you I'm deleting your, your olds? Oh, man. I'm actually not deleting it. Um, okay. But I probably won't play it very often either because I want to focus on this one. Here's the reason. The old save will forever be affected by the mirror by mod, the mirror even mod. though the mirror mod's not installed. Yeah. Because the stats now, are still there. Yeah. Yeah, because all the values that I've applied to those things are still there and they're higher than they're supposed to be. Yep. So it's, it's, that old save is, is forever going to be affected by that. So I probably won't play. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna keep it around um, because I was surprised that it was still there. Because I actually, I didn't mention this yet, but uh, I don't actually don't even know if I told you this yet, Starlock. But I'm not actually playing the epic version of Hades anymore. Um, oh, I, yeah, you you finally bought it on Steam. Yeah, when the mods came out, I finally caved and bought it on Steam. Yeah, fully expecting that when I installed it from Steam, that my saves from Epic would be gone. They weren't. <laughs> it pulled no. them over. Oh, hey. I guess it pulled the local copies. I don't. I, I guess. I guess. Have. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Huh. But yeah, they're they're all still there. All right, cool. So like, I should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that was kind of what was holding you back. I was like, oh, well, I don't want to lose. Yeah, I just days. didn't want to lose that save. Yeah, but I I could have done it a long time ago, and it would have been fine. Nice. So there you go. But I'm gonna keep it around just for like nostalgia's sake, um, just so I can look at the numbers and be like, man, I did 200 runs in this freaking save this mod like this accessibility mod, and apparently there's more coming yeah Liren said they found out some some ways to add more things and i don't even know what he means by that because i don't even know what more we need oh there's an update to the resource i need to grab it too actually i think there's an, oh, there's update, an update to the resource, resource. huh Ooh. 
There's an update to the resource mod? Yeah, um, apparently it tells you your health now, too. Oh, that's nice. I like yeah. that. I yeah. like that. That's super helpful. Yeah, i got to grab that, too. Cool. Very cool. Um, but this has, like, revital- revitalized my just absolute love for this game. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't touch the game. I'm like, I don't know. I felt, felt like probably six months-ish. Like, it'd been a long time. Yeah. Um, it just because it's just like, yeah, don't. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with lava. I don't want to cheat. <laughs> I get it. I get lava. it. I totally get it. But um, no, this is just incredible. And like, I'm probably gonna do some more runs today. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Uh, it's so it's so good. Um, like one one final point, just for the listeners out there: if you get this accessibility mod, here's what it comes with. You'll get yep. the door mod that we talked about. You'll get the resource mod, which what that does because we I didn't I didn't actually say that neither of us actually said what the resource mod does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you you press the uh, the boon menu button, which is uh, on Xbox. It's like the the kind of select button, button, like the back yeah. button. Yeah, you press that, and then you press the left bumper, which normally is associated with the codex. But if you're in that menu and you press it, it brings up a special menu that is just there uh, in the. It's not even a menu. It brings up just a screen that is made in a very simple format, very, very simple font. Uh, it can be easily read by OCR. It's and that just... screen just shows you your resources. Yep. It's just there to show you everything you have, like all the, all the uh, obelettes you have, all the Titan blood you have, diamonds, gems, all that stuff is just there to be tracked uh, on that yep. screen. So that's what the resource mod does. It's so good. Then there's two other mods, just to, just to let everyone know what, what's available if, if, if they decide to get this mod. Two other mods. One of them is a just a lava mod, which will make it so you take no damage from lava at all. Um, the other one is a trap mod. The trap mod basically also contains the lava mod, so you don't need both of them. Yeah. Lava is considered a trap. So um, with the trap mod, you take no damage from any traps whatsoever, including lava. So you don't need both of those. You just need whichever one you want. But that's what comes with the, the accessibility mod. Just to, just to like yeah. have the full picture out there for anyone who might want, might want to grab it. Yep. Uh, there is a post on the audiogames.net forum about it. Uh, the links are all in the post if you want to check that out. I'm pretty sure it's a, still a popular hop-in post uh, yeah. on the website right now. It is, so, yeah. Um, absolutely grab that if you're interested in playing some Hades on PC and would like to have a much easier experience. And like I, think- I said... I think Sorry. what I might do is I might I might ask for permission to do this, even though technically I don't think I need it. But I think I might um, just make that specific post with the um, info and stuff. Um, I think I might make it um, just put it in the articles room so it's like an easy to find. Oh yeah, spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, I would, def- I would certainly support that idea. No, um, I yeah. thought about that just now. I was like, oh, yeah, actually, that'd be a good place for it, and it's kind of perfect for you know what art, what the articles form is for. So yeah, it's that's the kind of information you want to keep around. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, go grab it and uh, try Hades for yourself if you haven't before, and you'll have a much easier experience with those mods installed. Um. And you know, like I said, don't hesitate. Play play the way you want to play. If if you if you don't like lava, then put that lava mod in. You know, it's yep. all good. Uh, Hades is a single player game. 
No one is. No one is gonna. No one's gonna come after you and ban yeah, it's you. Your for, own, it's your own personal challenge yeah. and growth and yeah. Do what do what makes the game fun for you. If you like a lot of challenge, you can you can have a lot of challenge. So. <laughs> there you oh, go. Hello? You're back. Okay. You're back. I don't know oh, what happened there. You cut out for like three call. seconds and you came back. Oh, okay, um, okay. That that explains everything. Um. But the way the mod importer works too is you can delete mods uh, if you want to and just run the importer and it'll remove it. So. Oh yeah, it'll, it'll put them back. It'll wait. Yeah, so you just like you can delete, delete mods and you can yeah you just delete the folder and then run the importer again so it knows like oh like and I'm pretty sure it'll um, it reverts it. It'll revert it, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Sure. That's cool. Pretty sure that's how it works. But yeah, like it's it's so. Ah oh, man, like this game was already amazing, but like this just next level. The just again, like the power of choice is the power of choice. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into the, this game again. I can't wait. I can't wait to restart. And I was like, past the true ending, like doing crazy stuff. And I'm looking forward to restarting. Yeah. Like, that's how powerful this is. Yeah. I want to restart this game knowing that every choice along the way is going to be mine. There are people that are, like, so excited about this. They're, they're like, I'm just not even going to have God mode on. Dang. Which, you like, know, dang. All right. So, so, so yeah. So, this is, this is how we can be different, guys. Uh, I, uh, even though I'm leaving Lava alone, I still want to have God mode on. Yeah, I, I think I still... God mode is a good like compromise of yeah challenge versus balance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I think so. So, but yeah, it's it's everyone can play at their at their at their own uh, difficulty level. If you want that, if you want that extra bit of challenge, go for it. Yep. Um. Yeah, but uh, the power of choice is 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 going to be it's, it's going to be so great. It's going to be so great. I can't wait. I mean, you. You've already done it much more than me. I played for like five minutes. Uh, I I can't wait to really dive into it. Yeah, it's. A, I got I got to do a stream so at some point. <laughs> I got to do a <laughs> stream at some point. Yeah. Uh man, so much stuff to do. <gasps> All right. Anyway, let's move on to the next story. Next story is about an indie game called Stories of Blossom. Yeah, this came out of nowhere yesterday. Another it thing came out of nowhere. Yesterday. This this was one of the things that was talked about on Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Yeah, this is this is one of the, the kind of game-related announcements that was made um, regarding this game's accessibility and its incorporation of audio description, kind of. Um, <laughs> so they used TTS for it, but that doesn't change the fact that it is still audio description. It is still describing the scenes, still, you know, it's still doing what audio description does. And there's regular so, voice voice acting, too. Yeah, there's voice acting that that uh, so that all the characters are voice acted, but anything that is uh, either audio description or game text is done by TTS. Yep. Um, now the cool thing about this is Stories of Blossom is a point-and-click adventure game. Um, your your classic, you know, complete the puzzle in each room and it's, you know move on it, kind of thing. It definitely seemed like it was geared at a at a younger audience, but I'm still super excited about. Oh, this. so am I. So no, definitely, so am I. Definitely. Um, it just seems like it's going to be just fun. Like, definitely not your your 
you know, mature, violent game or anything like that, but but just just kind of pure casual fun, and I like that about it. I mean, I want more point and click adventure games. Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. I love point and click adventure games, and this this contains all the trappings. You know, it, it has puzzles. You know, the, the demonstration that we got to hear yesterday contained a puzzle. Yep. Um. So we know kind of what to expect from this game. <laughs> TTS is a voice I've never heard before, and I it's actually really good. It sounds good. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's apparently um, uh, the company I think is called uh, Reed Speaker. Yeah, it's called Reed Speaker, and they're their own thing, I guess. And uh, yeah, um, there more on that soon, I guess. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Um, I don't think we have any sort of like release window or anything like that it's just like nope this is a thing that we're working on and it's... yeah i i definitely but i'm not surprised in this case that there's no release window because right now i don't think the game's yeah. audio is finished yet yeah because if you noticed it, it seemed really ra- uh, rather sparse yeah because if you notice the voice acting was there and the menu sound effects were there but there were no other sounds yeah i think they were just trying to get the fundamental fundamentals down yeah like the idea of this is what you can do in this game yeah mm-hmm and the way it works is literally like exactly the way that I envision point-and-click adventure games working for uh, blind yep. and sighted audiences. Like it's literally exactly it works exactly. I wrote a blog about this years ago. Years ago, yeah. And like before, this is, even before you started doing Twitch, I think. Yeah, yeah, even before that, and that's how this game works. Yep. Like literally, it's a menu that shows you any interactable object that currently exists in the room you're in. You click on it after you browse through the menu and get to it and you automatically walk to it. It works as a macro. You walk right to it and you interact with it. Yep. That's how this game works. That's, that's it's, awesome. it's amazing. It's perfect. <laughs> yep. I'm really, really excited for this. Like, yeah, technically I've... the thing is technically, even regardless of what, who the audience is, is generally intended for. Technically, this is the first game to have audio description. It is. Yep. That's pretty awesome. That is really awesome. So, yeah, uh, Stories of Blossom. I'm looking forward to hearing more about it and maybe getting a release date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, it might be this year, it might not. But even if it's not, that's okay because it seems like they have some stuff to work on and maybe once they're done, it's going to be even more awesome than we thought. Yep. But speaking Agreed. of awesome games, Sterlock, speaking of games that are already awesome, here maybe. is some news, my friend. This news is not entirely unexpected, I guess, but just amazing because it's happening. Um, and we've reached this point in, in gaming history. Blind Drive. Yes. Blind Drive, a game that I have praised up and down. We, we both have. We both praised up so and down. Good. As one of the great, I'll still say it, one of the greatest audio games ever made. Yep. is now officially nominated for an IGF award. Nice. That is the Indie Games Festival. That's that is, pretty freaking awesome. That is an award that... That is a, a award show, I guess. Or a festival celebrating indie games of all sorts. Games that we know of from like like trailers uh, in gaming news are in this you know festival. Spirit Fair, we talked about it a couple times. You know, not, not, not often, but a couple times. Spirit Fair... Uh, is is also nominated for the same award. So, 
awesome. <laughs> yeah, very awesome. I think I think they said there was like 500 candidates. They narrowed down to 30 or so, and Blind Drive is one of them. Uh, it just shows how good, like, the level of polish in that game is just incredible. Every every aspect, from the audio design to the the vibration, and I, we talked about it before, but the vibration in that game is so well put together. Yeah, it's it's nuts, and it does it's fully deserving of it. It's it's it deserves to be where it is, and it deserves yep. that recognition. Um, there is a again, I'm gonna bring you guys, I'm gonna send you guys to my Twitter timeline, but I did retweet the link uh, that they posted to the IGF uh, voting thing so you can go vote on it if you like it definitely deserves it blind drive if dude if blind drive wins what a statement that is for for not only like indie games but for audio games yeah that's awesome it's just i'm so happy for them that would be really cool if that like even just it being there regardless of whether or not um if it wins no it's still cool no matter what absolutely but, it is. but hopefully um just the act of it even being there will inspire more people to try making audio games. I mean, yeah, it could. I mean, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, we've seen an uptick in audio games regardless. Like, I mean, there's a lot more developers that are trying to make them now than there used to be. Um, you know, people are making audio games during game jams now. It's it's even uh, crazy. Excited people. Yeah, are making. Yeah, there's a lot of excited people making audio games now. Which is super cool. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure that cool. EXO. Uh, game that came out of this year's uh, no video jam I think that was made by a side of it's the same guy that made um... oh man what was that game I don't remember the it was the mysterious game. that game <laughs> um yeah I'm gonna look it up now because it's gonna bother me looking Shoot. it up doing it live guys doing, doing it live, it live. Like Alex Trebek, we're doing it live. Yep. Um, the Sturlock is searching the internet. I am. <laughs> That's by Shift Shift Baptic. Hmm. The name doesn't immediately sound familiar, but that that could be because there's a lot of things in my head down there. Yeah. Um, oh, it was Soundstrider. It's the same guy that made Soundstrider. Soundstrider. That doesn't sound familiar to me either. Oh no. Oh no. Um, I, I haven't really played play it. I haven't played it personally, but um, it's kind of a procedurally generated um, exploration game okay okay where like the game like kind of conjures environments around you as you like walk around and stuff huh okay and um exo is kind of like that except you're on a planet in an exosuit whoa that you can like upgrade and but like you still get like the procedurally generated stuff so it's yeah, kind of okay. interesting that's that's, that's kind of cool yeah yeah that's definitely worth the there's some the there's some neat there's some neat stuff um 
And uh, man, I'm still still super excited for Planet Saga. Whenever that's. I mean, me up. too. Me too, I, man. Ugh. Absolutely. Now the story is done, and uh, now they're just. I guess they're recruiting um, Japanese uh, voice actors or whatever nice. right now, and uh, yeah. Good, good. I'm looking. Forward I guess to the it. translation is going to become kind of piecemeal, the way like the BK3 oh, okay. was, okay. which I'm okay with. Um, I'm totally fine with, like, because you know, like this game was, you know, initially made with you know Japanese audience in mind. So yeah, they're making fun. it on their own. They don't have like a whole lot of like localization budget. It's literally, like it's literally just Clement. Doing Do it. Oh, he's doing all the translation. Yeah, <laughs> single hand. Poor single dude. Lead. Yeah. Woo. Well, I mean, he's he's up he's up to it though. He's yeah. He's, oh, yeah. he's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so that's all I wrote down for the outline for accessibility news. But there is one more thing I just thought of uh, that I should have written down that I forgot to write down. Ah. Um, there's an audio game. Speaking of audio games, there's an audio game that's out now, um, and it's a game that I personally i know that not everyone agrees with me on this but i personally have a pretty big problem with um but not because of the gameplay i don't know anything about the gameplay i haven't played it yet i, I intend to play it i might stream it i don't know i've been told it's very short i don't know maybe i'll stream it maybe oh I yeah so I, much to do I know. I know anyway about, the, yep. the game lost in blindness yeah so um I I have a I big problem with this title. I don't I don't like it in concept. The, the game is about being lost and the game is about being blind. But the title makes it seem as though blindness is the thing that you are lost in. Yeah. And I don't like that implication at all. Mhm. It implies that blindness is a negative that you need to escape from. Yeah. I don't like it. Um now, I, I say this. I feel like Blind Explorer would have been a much better title. Yes, yes. Because that's been. what this is. It would have been, yeah. Now, you're, uh, you're a blind archaeologist. Right. You're basically like a blind Indiana Jones kind of yeah. situation. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, I want to th- throw something onto this, though. Like, I want people to know that I, I absolutely understand that those who are sighted and then lose their sight... Uh, sometimes feel lost in that situation. And that's not what I'm referring to here. Um, and the reason it's not what I'm referring to here is because that's not what the game is referring to. That's not what the game is about. The game has nothing to do with you losing your sight and then being you know, stuck in that situation. It's nothing to do with that. It's just being lost, being an archaeologist that is lost and also happens to be blind. Yep. That's what the game is about. So the game isn't trying to imply any kind of message about... Yep, by the- yeah, by the time the game starts, like you find out that like uh, you've been blind for like six years or whatever. So it's yeah, it's not a yeah. So the game isn't trying to imply any message about having lost your sight and then being you know angry about that or stuck feeling like you're stuck in that situation or lost in that yeah, situation. Yeah, if anything, the guy's pretty chill. Like she like right. your friend is like oh, I'm sorry, like it's kind of my fault that you like you, and your character's just like yeah, you're you're fine. Actually, you can't actually um. You do have the choice. You can actually respond in different ways to, to things. And you, you actually can choose to be 
kind of angry or you can just kind of be like, you know, chill about it. Like, eh, you know, it's not a big, so it's, it's kind of interesting that you get a little bit of, you know, choice there. Yeah. Yeah. Dialogue choices are great. Um, yeah. I mean, I, again, I haven't played the game yet, but uh, I did grab it on steam. So I, I already have it, but uh, I haven't played it yet. And again, I don't know if I'll stream it or not, but, um, cause there's just so much to do. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, I, I kind of want to because it's an audio game, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I have a lot coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's my point. Like, yes, so so to those who have lost their sight at a, at a later time in life and have felt that way, your feelings are absolutely valid. I'm not, I'm not making any kind of remarks on, on that. I'm saying that the game isn't trying to, but with a title like that, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that about it. Yeah. Now I've been told uh, a couple of blind people have messaged. Well, well, one in particular, Soren, um, messaged me and uh, told me that the gameplay is great. Uh, said the, the game is actually really fun, and according to him, uh, does certain things that he's never seen any audio game do, which is cool. Hmm. Okay. Neat. Um. And if it's if it's a great audio game, I will ultimately praise it for that. But I'm. I just, I just don't like the title. <laughs> yeah, I, that might also be a, uh, a victim of. Um, I'm pretty sure English is not this developer's original language. Yeah, yeah, so it probably it might, is. Might be a, might be a like just I don't know, I don't want to say it, lost it, it in translation, be. but like right. No, that could be the reason though. That could yeah. be the reason. Um, so nevertheless, I'll still play it. Um, it might be. It might end up being on my own time, and I might just talk about it because uh, there's so much to do. We have so much coming up. Like we have the Hellblade collaboration coming up. Um, I have yeah, to finish. I have, I have to finish Hellhunter. Um, uh, we have the Final Fantasy VII remake collaboration coming up. Yeah. Uh, now we have the Last of Us Two grounded run in progress that's begun officially now. So <laughs> there's just so much to do. I just don't know. If, I don't know if it's yeah. going to make streams. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's out now, though. If you want to check it out, another another um thing that is kind of steering people away from it because it is a short game, is its price point. Uh, on Steam it is twenty five dollars. Just just so you know, if if you want to get the game, just be aware of that price point because apparently it is a short game, but it's twenty five dollars. Hopefully. Hopefully it's got like great audio design or something to make up for that. I don't know. The voice acting from what I've heard is decent. Okay. So I, I haven't heard anything. I've literally heard nothing. So so yeah. I played the demo a couple weeks ago. Okay. So okay. I, I didn't even get that far. So there you go. Um yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Uh Lost in Blindness is a thing, it's out and check it out or something. Um and I, I just just ignore the title. Just ignore it. Um <laughs> yeah. But that's that. Uh, that's all I have for accessibility news. Um, in case anyone's curious, because I've, I've been mentioning it every podcast, <laughs> I am now, I am now level one thousand five hundred and twelve in Night Manager. Nice. Just in case anyone wanted to know, because I've been bringing it up every week. So <laughs> there you I, go. I I feel like I'm slowly starting to lose interest in Night Manager. I'm really? I'm ah. kind of at the point right now where I'm just kind of logging in to collect my my diamonds and do the daily adventure and that's kind of my I'm kind of waiting for the tower to come back 
I, I totally hear you there. Um, I, this week has been, this week is not a good example because I haven't had a lot of time at all this week. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been logging in, doing some fights, you know, getting the diamond, doing some fights, uh, doing the daily adventure. Um, double Thursdays, I do the most on the game because mm-hmm. that's just, that's just, it works for me in terms of time and everything. Everything yeah. about Thursday works for me in terms of doing stuff in Night Manager. So yeah, I just typically do. Um, and, uh, but I still, I still do a couple things every day. And so I wouldn't say my interest is, is, is waning just yet. Um, but I, but I will also agree that I too, I'm waiting for her to come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. To come back. Uh, they, they did just do a thing today where, uh, the dark forest was full of what they call surf traders, which. Oh yeah. Um, Those yeah, are so nice. If you can kill them, uh, you get servants for killing them. Yeah. Problem is. They're actually not easy to kill. Yeah, they're pretty tough, actually. I did yeah. a, a shot that took 87 damage, and it was like, ah, I'm out of here. Bye, bro. Yeah. So I finally, I finally found a few uh, warlocks. That was fun. Oh yeah, wasn't that fun? Yeah, yeah. that's a fun <laughs> one. Yep, I'm I'm lucky enough to have killed one, but only because I got a deadly shot on one. I did a thousand damage. Nice. <sighs> Oof. That just tells you how many hit points they have, though. <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but those guys are worth a lot of experience, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much they're worth, but I got to level up as soon as I killed the one I got. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of wish... I don't know. I kind of wish you, like, could hear how much experience you got for a thing. Yeah, but yeah, I do, too. I do, too. I kind of understand why they worth. don't, because they want to keep it brief. Well, and plus, they probably are well aware that people use hunting the way that we have both used hunting as, like, an idle mode. In fact, I'm hunting yeah. right now. I think it's meant to be used that way, though. Yeah, I'm hunting right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's in the background. It's it's in volume one. It's there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but that's uh that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, anything yeah. else from you, Starlocktron? Um, speaking of collaborations, oh, tomorrow okay. is our next um. Let's go stream. Oh yes, indeed, indeed. At three central, which is two. Uh, what is it? Four That'd eastern. Be four eastern, yeah. Four eastern. Yeah, um, four eastern. All right. And Ray, actually, I don't know if I should put this out right now, but I'm. I mean, I might because it's going to be a while. But sure. Ray actually had a fantastic idea, and I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with it. She's like. You know what would be really cool and unique is possibly our next our next uh, for our next stream like co-op stream thing a descriptive playthrough of The Last of Us 2 where I'm Dude. playing The Last of Us 2 and she's doing the, the, the describing. That would be neat. And like how cool does that sound? Like oh, that's, that's an awesome idea. Sweet idea. I love that idea. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> And you'll have it. You'll have. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming you'll have her watching Discord. Yeah. So there'll be as little latency as possible. So the descriptions will basically be in real time. Yep. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. Definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I. That's like super unique and and like. That's a thing I don't think's ever been done before. So. Yeah, not in that way. I mean, like not in that way. Like Jenna has. Uh, Jenna's been doing some stuff with. Sightless. With Sightless, but but that's still kind of like Sightless doesn't like showing the cutscenes of Last of Us 2 when he plays on stream. Yeah. Because his focus is just showing off the accessibility and the gameplay. 
Yeah. So I, this yeah. would be much different than that. Yeah. No, I'm showing the whole game. Like, yeah, do a playthrough. Yeah, I, I totally. It's I'm a totally full, It's going to be a full playthrough. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. That's that's awesome. Yeah. That's a great idea. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, she brought yeah, that man. up yesterday and DM uh, during your stream, and I was like, "God, oh, it's such a cool idea." Yeah, if she's willing to do it, she should totally do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was her say, idea. So I will say that um, during our uh, Hellblade co-op, uh, Jenna will be doing her own uh, real-time audio description um, of that game as well. Nice, nice. And we actually have agreed. Um, so I found out that uh, Sightless's uh, Hellblade playthrough was uh, censored in the sense that they agreed to not talk about certain things. Like they, they agreed to uh, um, keep the, the gore factor to a minimum when mm-hmm. describing but jenna and i have agreed that we're not going to do that okay and so everything will be described in all of its gory detail nice she she already apparently has a she kind of i guess she kind of wrote a script that she she's working from for the, the descriptions oh wow so it's gonna be it's gonna be neat it's gonna be awesome yeah that's that's the other thing too that's gonna make this unique because like when ray does describe she's just totally off the cuff off the cuff yeah that's and that's, that's anything, great too so. she's good at it yeah, she's she gr- she's very good at it. Yeah, so I look forward to that. I, I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for. Well, you're for it's not going to be for a long time because <laughs> we're just barely at you know Lieutenant Surge and uh, and Let's Go or not even. Yeah, we're we got a ways to go. So you're one fifty seventh through the game. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'd say about a, mean, maybe a little, like a quarter, maybe. Little, little less. Okay, yeah, it'll be a while yet then. Yeah, it'll be a bit. Not too terribly long, but a while. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Well, alrighty then. So that's all I have for accessibilities. <laughs> um. So I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I do anything basically on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let's do an outro and get out of here for the week. <laughs> This has been episode 86 of the Breakdown Walls podcast. I'm not even going to try to make a joke because if I do that, it'll just get ruined again. (laughs) Um, No, I'm not playing any sound. (laughs) So the joke I was going for in the beginning of the show was like the mob threatening to 86 somebody. Yeah, yeah. But it just just didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, this has been a good one. Uh, a lot of really amazing things to talk about. Global Accessibility Awareness Day being what it is. Obviously, of course, there's going to be a lot of amazing news around that. Um, but it's just just awesome stuff. Um, super psyched about my stream yesterday. It was amazing. It was awesome. And uh, I, by the way, I will be uploading the archive of that stream tonight uh, to YouTube. So I'm, oh, I'm, nice. I'm going to make sure that stream is preserved forever. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So look forward to that. You can currently you can watch it on on Twitch if you want to watch it there, but I'll, I'll be sending it to YouTube because people tend to prefer that for archived stuff. Yep. So there you go. Um. Yeah. So uh, thanks guys for listening. We enjoy doing this every single week. It's it's fun. It's something that we uh, look forward to every week. Um. We know that these shows are only going to ramp up in awesomeness as the summer goes on because summer game fest, game fest is approaching. E three is approaching. Many, many game releases are approaching. It's it's about to go down this summer. Still Ooh, it's going to be... It's going to be crazy. We're going to have lots of long podcasts. 
it, yeah, but I'm 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 super psyched about that. Yeah. I'm super psyched about it. Yeah. So um yeah um if you guys have any feedback for us or any comments or questions things you'd like to talk about let us know. Um, feel free to correct us if we were wrong about something. We will accept that. <laughs> we will definitely correct ourselves next time around. Yep. And uh, I think that's everything. So um, thanks again for listening. I'm Brian Cole. He's Sterlock. 